Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bottled Up Podcast. But before we get into your weekly segment of NASCAR news, speculation, driver interviews, and more, we want to go ahead and say thank you to today's sponsor, Podcorn. They are a marketplace that connects podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. They actually reached out to us when they were first starting up a couple weeks ago and said, Hey, why don't you come try out our website? This is basically what it is. Here's how it works. Very user-friendly, very easy to set up, and within only a couple weeks, we've actually found sponsors for the show after a year of being in production and not having any. So it's very user-friendly. There is no middleman with uh, Podcorn. Podcasts of all size can browse and choose opportunities just right for them on the platform. You set your own rates, and you collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights whatsoever. They are basically there to bring podcasters to the sponsors. They've worked well for us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here and they wouldn't be sponsoring us. We are doing a Podcorn sponsorship through the Podcorn website, podcorn.com. Now that we've got that covered, we had quite a week in NASCAR news. And let me tell you, I think the biggest story that's on everyone's mind was by far the Snowball Derby. And if you didn't watch it, shame on you for one thing, because it was free on Facebook after the Speed 51 website apparently suffered a cyber attack is the last I heard about it. But the website was down, couldn't be reached. So people that paid 80 bucks to watch it... um. They, I believe everyone got reimbursed and everything else, and that was all handled by them. But the point of the matter is it was free on Facebook, so shame on you if you didn't watch because it was an incredible race. I'd been saying since the beginning that I believed Steven Nassie was going to drive from the back and win it, and I was about half right on that, where Steven Nassie did drive from the back to the front. He was the first person to cross the line, but in a post-race inspection, he was found to have failed. So he released a statement soon after that night, and word for word, this is what it is. First of all, let me start by saying that I have the best guys in the business behind me. My Jet Motorsports guys are amazing, and we had two badass cars tonight. I drove from 36 to 1st with no power steering. We also have the best people supporting us, and one of those people are Brembo Brakes, whom I highly recommend for all your brake needs. We left PFC Brakes because they weren't willing to help us and were playing favorites. The first thing Tech asked us to do is remove the brakes because they had a quote-unquote tip from their major supporter at PFC Brakes, Chris Dilbeck. In our brake system, there was a small titanium cap which does not enhance performance at all. Last year, the winning car was cleared with an illegal motor which was an advantage. This sport is nothing but playing favorites. I've been the classy guy and the nasty guy, but at the end of the day, I'm just a guy trying to be the best I can and to win the biggest race of my life and have it taken away like this just sucks. I appreciate all of the support. And again, those are the words of Stephen Nassi. That's not the opinion or reflection of followed up. He made some bold accusations in there saying that PFC Brakes tipped off the tech inspectors and basically wanted him to fail, implying that it was because he no longer used their products. And I don't know whether or not that's true. That's literally... Word for word, what Steven Nassi put out. He was, uh, we tried to get him on the show, I should say, but he was not uh, talking to any media whatsoever. I got a response back saying, hey, not right now, but eventually, probably he will be back on the show. So we, we reached out. We would have loved to have him on, uh, regardless of where he finished in the snowball. But it was quite an accomplishment to drive from last to first with no power steering for most of the race. That's just unbelievable. In other... NASCAR news, Front Row Motorsports officially named Nemechek and McDowell as their 2020 drivers. So McDowell is returning to the 34, and John Hunter Nemechek is now moving up to the cup level uh, after replacing Matt Tift earlier last year. 
around November after he suffered a seizure and is now out on medical. He has not been released from the team as far as I know, but he's taking a break from racing. Additionally, there was a report that Chase Briscoe is going back to Stuart Haas Racing um, in 2020. There's also word that the Double Zero team has been completely fired and canned. Also, RCR appears to not be fielding a full-time entry in the Xfinity Series. There's the 21 car, which if you listen to the episode with Anthony Alfredo, you'd know he's going to be behind the wheel for numerous episodes. Additionally, there's been so much NASCAR news, and we're just going to fire right through it. And it was earlier this week, it was announced that Cole Pern, surprisingly, is going to be leaving the sport, which sparked quite a bit of debate on if the season was too long. He said he doesn't get enough time with his family, he wanted to spend more time with them, and he's he's going to do that and retire from the sport to, and I believe he said to Purdue, pursue other opportunities, not Purdue, pursue other opportunities outside of racing. So congratulations to him, that's a big step in his career. After winning a championship, there's really not many other places you can go. I mean, once you win a championship, the only thing you can do to match it is to win another championship, and another, and another, and another. Then you're Chad Knauss, and you've got, or Jimmy Johnson, you got seven career championships. And so I think, I believe part of it might have been, this is pure speculation, he'd done what he wanted to do, and now he gets to go home to his family, because it's, it's such a demanding schedule, the NASCAR schedule, to be out on the road for most of the year. It's the longest schedule, longer than hockey, longer than the MLB, the NFL. It's such a long, long NASCAR schedule. So to be able to go home and be with his family, that's what he wanted to do. So congratulations for a great career in racing, Colpern. Hopefully we see him back in some position later on, but who knows? We, uh, we might not, but Congratulations to him on his move. There's also a bit more news over on the truck side of things. DGR Crossley has moved to Ford for 2020. They will now be a Ford team. They were aligned, quote-unquote, aligned with Kyle Busch Motorsports. They got a lot of information from them uh, in earlier years when they were a Toyota team. Now that they are going over to Ford, there's uh, quite a bit of shakeup going on over at that team. There's also word that they're going to be putting cars in, fielding entries in the Arkham Menard series, and they also had a lot of work done. They have a late model program. David Gillen was actually racing in the Snowball Derby in a super late model, so they have a lot of various cars over different series there, so they are moving over to Ford for next year. There's also rumor, uh, if you follow Toby Christie on Twitter, he likes to drop hints here and there about what's going on. For example, he had heard word that there was going to be an AA plus day, meaning Anthony Alfredo was going up to the Xfinity series. So AA plus. Not many people got that hint. And he put out another tweet saying he was so excited to have HD TV to watch these brand new DGR Crossley Fords out on track next year. I, I haven't seen too many people responding to that tweet. I also haven't checked the replies in a while. But I think it's fairly safe to say that he's got Toby Christie has news that Haley Deegan is going to be racing in the uh, truck series with DGR Crossley. So if that ends up being true, that's where you heard it first was Toby Christie. And we are, and now that we've reached the halfway point of the episode, we do want to say thank you again to Podcorn. They are sponsoring this episode to make it perfectly clear. These are the guys that we go to, and they are fantastic to us. I said I wouldn't push any products that I don't personally endorse, and let me tell you, the Podcorn website, I use it to get sponsors for this show. 
it is great. There are so many companies on there that are looking to sponsor podcasts, but the biggest disconnect is the podcasters don't know how to contact the companies, and the companies don't know how to contact the, the podcasters. So there's that huge disconnect, and podcorn.com bridges the gap. It is super easy to sign up. Honestly speaking, it took me about 10 minutes, maybe, and it's completely free. You write pitches to these sponsors, they will read them over, and they will get back to you. Podcorn also has a calendar within the website that tells you when you have shows available, what shows are already booked, your monthly earnings, everything else. It is super convenient. Like I said, I don't push anything on here that I don't personally use or endorse, so this is exactly what I use in order to get sponsors on the show. So if you've got a podcast of your own, Podcorn is the place to go. We are still not done for NASCAR news. We are just going right down the list of all this stuff. I, I realize that we're not getting a chance to go in-depth on many of these things, but there is so much that went on in the past week that we really do have to sort of glance over it so that we're not here all night talking about it. Premium Motorsports announced that Brennan Poole will be driving the number 15 for 2020, so he will be driving full-time in, in the 2020 season in the number 15 for Premium Motorsports. Ty Majeski as well, is going over to Nice Motorsports full-time for the NASCAR truck campaign in 2020. Boy, oh boy, it was quite a lot of news, as I said. And if you missed any of that, you can go ahead and rewind and listen to it again, because that's... uh. You might have to. I wouldn't blame you if you had to listen to this twice to cover everything that was going on. Finally, the last thing that I wanted to touch on here in this episode of Bottled Up was the fact that the next-gen car has been driven on track now at ISM Raceway, formerly known as Phoenix Raceway. Joey Logano went out, did a bunch of runs on all sorts of different adjustments. They also went from a large spoiler to a small spoiler. They tried that, gave that a go. Overall, it seems that people really, really like the design of it. The cars aren't, I guess the best word would be skewed with uh, part of it. If you look at a stock car from the front, it's definitely not the same on the left and the right. You know, you can see that it's different, and that's just the chassis design. These cars appear to be square, symmetrical, the same on both sides, and they are putting pretty much the stock back into stock car racing. It is the National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing, after all. So to get a more recognizable design for all the manufacturers, I think is, is good for the sport. Fans seem to be responding very well to it. It seems that there's a whole lot more going on, no longer with the spoiler, but a lot of stuff underneath the race car. The diffuser is a huge, huge change coming into it. So with that... That's going to completely change how it races. You can actually see daylight underneath the car when you go back and if you watch the videos of the test, you can see daylight under the cars, which means they aren't sealed off to the track. So, as Joey Logano put it, essentially, it's going to be more of a driver's car versus a crew chief's car, which is what it is now. He didn't. He he just said it was a pretty much a driver's car, but the way it is now, a lot of drivers see it as it's all about the setup and it's all about track position, and that's it. Where they don't feel like they can drive it. And if you listen to our interview with Corey LaJoy from a couple months back, it was recorded in July 2018 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. This was just a couple weeks after the first time we saw a similar package with the brake ducts, uh, air being pushed into the brake ducts and everything else. And pretty much the new aero package was at the All-Star Race in 2018. And he came out and said, I don't want a car that's easy to drive, you know? I don't want... I've worked my whole life to get to this point. Why should we get an easy-to-drive car? It should be difficult to drive. We should have to try to drive it, and that the best driver goes out and wins it. 
you can go back and listen to that interview in the, in the in the interview titled "Bottled Up Hosts," uh, Corey LaJoy. Uh, it's one of our throwback episodes. We do those every so often, so it's a throwback to July 2018. You can go back and listen to it there. So, in case you miss anything in this podcast, essentially we just went and quickly looked everything over as we covered all the all the new news as it was just all over the place. But the new next gen car has been tested. It went very well. The Snowball Derby, Stephen Nassie won it and was disqualified afterwards. There's been quite a lot of controversy. You can go ahead and go check out Twitter. Um, if you look up Stephen Nassie, if you look up uh, Ricky Brooks, the head tech inspector, what was interesting is that it was a two-hour tech inspection. It took about two hours to tear apart Stephen Nassie's car before they finally found something illegal on it. And to talk more about the illegal part, it was a titanium cap in the brake system and from the tracks side what they said is that that gives an advantage they've seen it in road racing where it conducts heat it, it prevents heat from hitting the rotors it keeps the brakes cooler because the titanium absorbs the heat the argument to that being he drove from last to first with no power steering his brakes that were teched multiple times you know the car was teched five or six times before this and with that, the brakes were never called out as an issue. These are brakes. They weren't modified when they got them. You know, these were from Bremco. They put them on the car, and that was it. Another thing, you don't really use the brakes at Five Flag Speedway. To have an advantage off of the brake system is, is strange because you're not on the brakes at that track, according to the drivers. So, you, you know... With the gear ratio, you run, you lift, and you're diving the car in. It's such a bank turn that you're using that to catapult yourself off the corner, but you're not on the brakes. So, just some food for thought. Regardless, it is very clearly stated, no titanium on the car. Some people argue that that's in the chassis section of the rulebook, so it could be interpreted differently. But, regardless, the car was disqualified. The win was given to second place and bumped everyone up a position. And Steven Nassie has probably made a whole lot more money selling t-shirts based off of this publicity than he would have winning the race. So, there's that. But, if you go back and listen to our interview last year with Steven Nassi after he fought his pit crew um, because they left a wheel uh, undone twice on pit stops, if you go back and listen to that interview, he says, I don't do this for the money, we do it for the love of the sport. So, I'm sure he would much rather have the Snowball Derby win. But, he'll come on and I'm sure he'll talk about that once he returns to Bottled Up. Uh, for actually his third visit, so if you've been watching and a longtime fan of the show, you would know that. But thank you again to everyone that helps out with the show, to our sponsors. They are huge, huge parts of this, and I don't like to push anything on the show that I don't personally, you know, use or endorse. I'm not going to have, you know, ad, you know, ads on here for jewelry companies or, you know. Let's say, just just things that aren't related. I know who the people that listen to this podcast are. I know what you're interested in. And I know you're not going to particularly care about jewelry or swimsuits or, you know, anything else. But let's say that it's other podcasters that are listening to this. If you go and use Podcorn, that's something helpful. I use Podcorn. I personally use it, and they help us get sponsors on here. You'll see more sponsors in the coming weeks on the show. So thank you to them for helping us out. And everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Bottled Up.